Hello, and welcome to this special segment of SoCo Chat. Today, we're doing something a little out of the ordinary. Um, at this time, Sonoma County is in the middle of a, a series of storms, uh, in, in many cases what are known as atmospheric rivers, that have the potential to cause uh, flooding, power outages, downed trees, and possibly landslides. So we, uh, to discuss this situation, we've invited for a quick chat Jeff Duvall, Director of Sonoma County's Department of Emergency Management. Jeff, thank you for being here. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, especially in such short notice. Would you start by just uh, explaining a little bit about what the Department of Emergency Management does and how it was created? Yeah, so following 2017, the Board of Supervisors created the Department of Emergency Management. And what our mission and our task is, is to prepare the county government and the county unincorporated for our response to emergencies and disasters. Mm -hmm. And and that includes um, plans such as our emergency operations plan, our county continuity of government plan, um, annexes to our emergency operations plans, such as our response to mass care and shelter, mm -hmm. um, extreme temperatures, earthquakes, um, flooding events, flooding events on the lower Russian River, mm -hmm. and also working with our operational area partners, which are our nine cities, our special districts in the county, uh, making sure that we're uh, collaborating with them, getting information from them, um, how events or emergencies are impacting them, mm -hmm. um, working as a resource uh, for them when they need to request resources and materials that they're unable to um, uh, get on their own. And that we also act as the, the, um, the, um, the middle point for the coordination between the state government, which is the California Governor's Office of Emergency Services, or mm -hmm. CalOES, and the counties and the cities and the special districts in the county. So mm -hmm. we work very closely with CalOES when we have emergencies mm -hmm. and getting what the disaster or the potential disaster um, impact is or our initial damage assessment is yeah. what we call it. So you really serve as a hub of a lot of resources and jurisdictions that respond to whatever the crisis may be, whether it's a fire or a flood or, or, or whatever, correct? Definitely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, I just wanted to start, We, as I mentioned at the outset, we have a series of storms, um, atmospheric rivers, yes. if you will, that are moving across this region. Um, our first, our first bout was not as quite as bad as we thought it was. We still got, we got hit pretty hard, but, uh, I think the, 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 the river is not in threat of, uh, Russian river is not at threat at, at uh, flooding right now, but we are seeing what is expected in terms, um, uh, so I want to ask, but we do see another storm system coming in on, um, Sunday night into Monday and, and, and who knows what comes after that. Uh, what 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 are what, what can we expect in terms of flooding risk for Sonoma County? Definitely. So we're um, starting to recover from the storm that uh, passed through us yesterday and last night. Uh, we've definitely seen some small stream flooding, uh, Mark West Creek watershed, the Green um, uh, Valley watershed mm -hmm. area. Um, some areas down in Shellville mm -hmm. um, have flooded in that. And that's normal when we have a storm like this come through. Mm -hmm. um, we did have some predictions early on in the storm that the Russian River could reach what we call monitor stage, mm -hmm. which is 29 feet at the Guerneville gauge. Um, fortunately, it did not reach that. The mm -hmm. predictions ended up coming down, but we were ready. We started mm -hmm. mobilizing our, our uh, Department of Emergency Management resources and our resources across the county to, to respond to that and making sure that they had the resources needed. As we start to look out to this storm this weekend on Sunday and Monday, 
Um, we're taking that same approach again, starting to work with our partners at the National Weather Service and the California Nevada River Forecasting Center. Mm-hmm. Um, what the predictions are looking like, what they know right now. Mm-hmm. And those predictions change as we move closer right. and closer to Sunday. Um, but at any take that starting to look at uh, what the predictions are and where we are right now in mm-hmm. our preparedness stage and where we need to be in case of the river does flood or we do start seeing more flooding in areas um, that we have to take response with our public safety partners. Yeah. When you talk about forecasting, I mean, that that is a tricky science, it but is. I know you work very closely with the National Weather Service, all jurisdictions, yes. you do these operationalist updates, uh, meetings through Zoom with all our different entities, cities, fire districts, everybody to, and you're very good about keeping everybody up to date of what does this system look like? Even yes. even when there's not an atmospheric river, just so keeping people up to date when there's possibly a cold weather event coming and, and coordination. So you do a lot of work on the planning stage. Yes. Uh, what, what else do you, in an event where there is potential flooding or power outages, what, what else is the, the, the county, uh, what else do you do at the Department of Emergency Management in response? in response in, in or maybe recovery as well. And to highlight part of that response, um, every day in Sonoma County, we have one of our emergency service coordinators that is our 24-7 duty officer. Mm-hmm. And they're basically keeping their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the county. Mm-hmm. And not only in our county, but our surrounding counties for potential mm-hmm. impacts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, the duty officer is monitoring the storm um, and the storm that's coming in behind it. And what they're looking at is gathering the information from the county departments and special districts and from the cities of what that impact is mm-hmm. and what resources, road closures, floodings, um, responses to um, vehicles in, in water and whatnot. And we're painting a big picture. Mm-hmm. And that's where those situation reports that you talked about come from, is to let our our, our county government and our operational area partners know what's going on in the county mm-hmm. and the potential impacts that they could be seeing come coming to towards them mm-hmm. or to also contribute to that to that report um so we'll continue to see that through this weekend the mm-hmm. duty officer um when we have events like this we bring a second duty officer on to support them with mm-hmm. with notifications and whatnot because it can get overwhelming for one person to, to yeah. handle well you also are really good about uh working with residents about getting preparing for themselves and their homes for crises like these and what they can do in advance, getting a go bag ready, home hardening in the event of wildfire, yeah. things like that. Um, what 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 should residents be doing now? Obviously, uh, you know, the event is coming. It's here. Are there things that residents should be doing to prepare for storms like this? Great question, Paul. And I, I would say the big thing right now is taking a look at your go bag, making mm-hmm. sure that your go bag is ready to go. Mm-hmm. You've got batteries for your flashlight, batteries for your radio. You've got extra batteries. And then also just doing that walk around your house and your, your property, taking mm-hmm. a look at the storm drains, taking a look at your rain gutters and culverts, areas that you know that are low-lying that flood out maybe mm-hmm. clean out some of those storm drains or those rain gutters get the leaves out of them mm-hmm. um, if needed sandbags um, on your property and we have a list of sandbags on socoemergency.org mm-hmm. or they can call 211 to get those resources um, and really just taking that taking that proactive approach now mm-hmm. versus when the rain comes and um, trying to react to 
to the flooding into a home. Yeah, people often think nowadays what we've been through is go bags is only for wildfire, yeah. but we can we need them in floods too. You never know when there might be a power yeah. outage or an evacuation. Exactly, right? go yeah. bags are, are all hazards now when you yeah. truly look at it. Whether it's power outages, um, rain events, cold events, heat events, there's there's always something in that go bag to help and support you and your family. Yeah, and having those batteries and and backup radios because you never know, especially an event like this where they're accompanied with high winds. Yes. We we got vulnerable trees out there. Our, our soils are saturated. There's a potential for power outages out there. Definitely. And, and speaking of power outages, we work very closely with Pacific Gas and Electric. Um, at the height of the storm yesterday um, in Sonoma County, we were about 1,400 customers okay. without power. PG&E does an amazing job to get out into the area when they can, as quickly as they can, as safely as they can to to work towards restoring that power. And this morning when I checked in, we were about 240 customers currently without power, mostly up on the North Coast, but they definitely have a lot of crews and assets out there trying to restore. Well, we particularly saw that in the storms a year ago, right? Yes. Um, we we had, especially in West County, we had a lot of remote areas, roads that where there's power outages and there was blockages and, and, and PG&E jumped on that and really uh, got out there fast, as I recall. Definitely. And that's, that's also another hazard to keep in mind when we have these storms and these high winds and the rain is the, the ground is saturated. Trees mm-hmm. are falling and coming down. They're coming across roads. The winds will knock trees and whatnot across roadways. And that hampers first responders and PG&E to get into an area to you get those services back online. Well, and we also can have standing water in, ra- yes. in roads. So I, I just wanted to bring this up because we saw this last year and we actually saw it again last night. We had a woman trapped in a car out of near Mark West Station. It's a common area when Mark West Springs Creek s- uh, swells and, and events like this. What, what is your advice to people? Um, it's not worth it. Turn yeah. around. Don't drown. Um, it takes very little water to actually move an adult, um, you know, fast moving water and it takes even less water to move a small car and an SUV. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, Paul, I've, I've stood out on a flooded roadway here in Sonoma County and I have watched um, a large uh, Ford F-250 mm-hmm. go across the floodwaters. Thinking they're going to make they it. Thinking they could do it. Yeah. And, you know, granted they made it safely across, but by the time they got to the other side, the water had moved them over to the opposing lane of traffic. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tried to stop the person but it's not worth it. It's yeah. not that that water is not worth risking your life over. Yeah. Well, we live in a rural area. We People do. are very independent. They, they think their car can go anywhere. And, and it's really hard sometimes, especially in the dark, to tell how flooded that road is. And uh, as you say, it's better to, to don't don't risk it. It's not worth it. Exactly. Especially at night. If you're unsure at night, that's definitely the time to, to turn around and, and wait until light. Yeah. Well, so much of what you talk about is communications, right? Making sure the information is is the accurate information is shared among in that hub of activity that you do, but also pushed out to the public. Where where can residents find the latest information about sandbags, about road conditions, things like that? Yeah, definitely. SoCoEmergency.org is the county's um, site for all information on preparedness and emergency response, current emergency response and recovery information. Um, if you go to socoemergency.org and the blue tab that comes up that says be ready, you can click on that tab and on there, there should be some information around sandbags, um, where the current sandbag locations are in the county. And we work very closely with our nine cities to update that information uh, for, for their community too. So that mm-hmm. way they can go to that website and get the information uh, there. 
Um, yeah, it's any, not just information about the unincorporated areas of the county. It's the entire. We county. share all our information about you know if, if a city sets up a warming center or something, we we make sure that's on there. Definitely, it's it's all on there. Uh, there's preparedness tips on there. Uh, there is a link over to uh, Sonoma County Public Infrastructure's road closures, so mm -hmm. the county road closures in the a county. great map that that people can access. Yes, definitely. Um, SoCoEmergency.org is also the place that you can turn to to sign up for SoCo Alerts, mm -hmm. how we alert you in times of emergency that you need to take action, whether it's an evacuation warning, evacuation order, or a shelter in place. SoCo Alerts is the place to go and get signed up for that. Yeah. Well, I think we just had a slide up uh, showing our viewers uh, where they can go. But for our listeners, that again, that's SoCoEmergency.org, O-R-G, Great resource Definitely. for information. Um, I appreciate you you mentioning that. Um, I also, I want to share if, if you can't make it over to SoCo um, Emergency org, you can always call two one one to get that yeah, information. Yeah, we we work closely with two one one and supplying them, making sure they have the most up to date information. And if they get a call that they don't have an answer to, they call us over at Communications to Definitely. to see if we can. And we work with you to get them an answer. Great partnership. Yeah, very good. Um, so when crises, when full-blown crises do happen, you activate what's known as an emergency operations center. That is actually located in a separate standalone building right over here, uh, right next to the new Hall of Justice that, that's being built. Um, I, do you have plans to activate an EO, an emergency operations center in this event? Um, so yesterday, the Department of Emergency Management team, our Emergency Coordination and Response Division, we moved over to the Emergency Operations Center yesterday. A warm-up kind of thing? Yeah. It, it was basically just to paint the picture of, of mm -hmm. what's going on in the county. We did not expect to activate the Emergency Operations Center mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, the, we felt that the conditions at, in the forecasting mm -hmm. didn't warrant it, but we were there in case if we needed to. Um, for the storm coming in this this weekend, that's that's to be determined as we mm -hmm. start to have conversations based on uh, the severity with them with yeah. the weather service. Yeah, well, we certainly activated it a year ago. We, we activated during every fly, fly, fire that I can recall. You know, yeah. So we know how to operate that that center well, but it's a great um, tool for when something is clearly um, a crisis uh, in our community. So. Definitely. And what the, in short, what the Emergency Operations Center is, is we bring in members of the county family, county departments, county staff that specialize in, in certain areas mm -hmm. of, of the response going on in, in the field and the support to that response in the field. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it brings us into one common building, one common location, so that way we are all collaborating and supporting each other to support um, – the response in the field, the mitigation mm -hmm. and the recovery and all the support like mass care and shelter, yeah. um, getting the roads open and whatnot. So it yeah. brings us under one building to do yeah. that. Yeah. It's amazing the coordination that takes that takes place there. Um, one of the other things that the coordination that's, that's really improved is the understanding about evacuation zones. I just want to talk about that. Yeah. I know you haven't activated any evacuations at this point, but... Yes. But to be on the safe side, where can people make sure they know what their evacuation zone is in the event that, that it's needed? Great question, Paul. And, you know, you can go to socoemergency.org and, again, like, go again? to that, that blue button, and you'll see a button there that says Know Your Zone. You'll click on that button. Um, a map will pop up. It will ask you to enter your address, and it's going to tell you what zone number you're in. Mm -hmm. And it's going to show you on the map your zone, and it's going to show you what your boundaries are. Uh, for that zone, and I encourage everyone to to know what their zone number is for their home, 
uh, for their work. And if you have children that go to school here in Sonoma County, know what their evacuation yeah. zone is. Yeah. And that's so important because, you know, when when it comes time to evacuate and with fire or whatever, you know, and they put out the word, we're evacuating, but, you know, uh, uh, that zones 41, 40, and 42, you'll know that when, exactly. when you're involved. And that doesn't mean you're not going to be evacuated if you don't. Will, they're still going to find a way to make sure you get notified. Yeah. SoCo Alerts is another yes. great way to be notified that you're, yeah, you're in the zone. In the toolbox. Many tools in the toolbox. But it's one for those who are really keyed in, know their zone. It's the best way to to uh, stay, in, stay informed. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, besides this storm, it's been a. It, aside from this, it's been a relatively mild winter. We've had a lot of rain, but not yeah. not major flooding events. That's a great thing. Um, we do have the potential for some cold temperatures coming up. Um, I, I do want to point out last year that the Board of Supervisors approved at at, uh, at your recommendation an, an extreme weather response plan yes. that called for setting up warming centers during certain situation cold Definitely. weather events. Could you remind us when and under what conditions the county plans to activate a warming center during cold weather events? Yeah, so we, um, in the plan, we have different um, trigger points when we are looking at whether it's heat or cold. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we look at the cold weather when we start to drop below, um, getting, when we get into the mid-30s. Okay. And what we do is we look at that temperature across how many days. Mm -hmm. Um, usually our trigger point is, uh, three days or more mm -hmm. of a said temperature mm -hmm. or two days or more of a lower temperature, uh, with a hazard. And that hazard is wind chill and wind rain. chill. Yeah. Because obviously with that wind and that wheel, with that rain and that wind chill, it's mm -hmm. going to bring the temperature down even more. Right. Uh, so what we do is we work with a wide variety of our operational area partners here in the county, mm -hmm. all of our cities. We work very closely with the Department of Health Services and the Indian Homeless Task Force um, and looking at what that looks like of, of the current capacity mm -hmm. of, of any um, unhoused shelters. Mm -hmm. And if we need to spin up um, expanded capacity and to help and support that. Mm -hmm. And then we're also taking a look at what is this impact just overall? And mm -hmm. does the county need to step in and open up um, any warming or cooling centers for mm -hmm. the county unincorporated areas? Yeah. Then we work very closely with the cities on what their actions are within right. within their jurisdiction. Yeah, to make sure that the needs are filled. Yeah. Well, and so much of it is situational and yes. and depending on the, the the forecast once again of what we're anticipating. And um, but I know you again. You work very closely with the National Weather Service, and when they issue a a, a cold related warning, a freeze, cold or frost, you know we're going to put out that information. Yeah. And we encourage people to, to stay alert to how that may impact them. And, and once again, we want encourage them to go to socoemergency.org where we'll be posting that information yes. and any information about warming centers yes. or cooling centers during the during the summer. And and not again, not just what we do, but what what the cities are doing. Yes. We we coordinate with all that information there. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's an important thing. Um, uh, do you, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about what, what you do and what uh, they should do to prepare for, for these or any other crises that may come our way? Yeah, no, thank you for that, Paul. And, and I think the biggest message to, to everyone out there is just be ready. You mm -hmm. never know when a disaster mm -hmm. or an emergency is going to strike. Um, have a go bag at home, have a go bag at office, in your office, and have a go bag in, in your car and be ready. Mm -hmm. um, be prepared. Make sure that you sign up for the for the alerts that we have here in Sonoma County, SoCo Alert. 
Um, make sure that your phone is enabled to receive all those alerts. Um, and really just have those conversations with your family and friends, uh, what your plan is, where you're going to go, where you're going to meet, who you're going to call to let know that that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And we have, again, a lot of information on SoCoEmergency.org under that blue tab for Be Prepared of how to have these conversations and the checklist and the go bags and how to have those conversations with everyone. So okay. Many resources. There. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. Jeff, thank you. You're. We know you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking time out to, to be with us today. Um, good luck with all that you have Thanks. going on. As as a thank you, uh, we do, we do want to – that give you one of our SoCoEmergency.org. Uh, <laughs> I wish that's what it'd say. Maybe we need one. SoCo Chat uh, podcast mugs. So awesome. Thank you. Um, and to our listeners, if you have any questions about this or any other segment or have suggestions for a topic for a future SoCo Chat discussion, please email us at publicaffairs at sonoma-county.org. But once again, best place for information about emergencies in the county, go to SoCoEmergency.org. Thank you, and be sure to tune in for our next segment of SoCo Chat. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Paul.